Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. A lot of players have signed a lot of places. Didi, Jock, Eddie Rosario, and more. Let's talk about it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me is Jake in California. We have Trevor Plouffe and behind the dish producer, Big Baby David. It's Tuesday, but it feels like a Saturday for me because we're still amidst the snowstorm. Just makes me feel like it's a weekend. So weekend vibes for me, not for Trev because he's in sunny California. Jake, how are you feeling? I'm good. I mean, Tuesday, worst day of the week, well-known fact. I'm doing all right, though. A legit snowstorm in the Northeast. It was a real one. It was coming down in droves, as the kids don't say, but doing well, man. The I mean, older people say that. The the last, you know, our Nolan Arenado reaction episode, one of our, I think, our biggest episode of Talking Baseball ever, so thanks to the fans, thanks to baseball when it's hot in the street in a good way, and thanks for you guys. So appreciate everyone. And, uh, yeah, there's a ton of baseball movement uh, in a classic baseball way. It's starting to get overshadowed by CBA and Mickey Callaway being the worst. But uh, a lot of good baseball to discuss, and I'm excited to do that with not only you, my friend James, going back to early high school, mm-hmm. Big Baby David, my mm-hmm. friend from recent years, but also Trevor Plouffe. Wow. Okay, okay. Uh, good to be with you guys. Not a handle out. Yeah, very I think it was positive nice. today. You guys know that I'm I'm striving for positivity. I, my day got started off. Uh, what do you, what do you call that? On the wrong foot. Mm. Wrong side of the bed. Wrong. No, wrong the bed the was bed. not the problem. Okay. On the wrong foot. I don't know what you say. What What do the old people say? You guys know that the snow's coming down in droves. Droves. Okay. Yeah. But for me also, Jim, uh, every day is the same ever since COVID happened in uh, late February, early March, every day has been the exact same. So not uh, true I'm used to it. You're doing boot camp for adults now or whatever. Yeah. Daddy, daddy fit club. Ooh, I did it this morning. I, I feel good. You were a gopher hunter. My shirt off. And now what? you're a raccoon hunter. Did you get this raccoon? He hasn't visited again. I'm not going to kill this raccoon, guys. I want everyone to know that I'm not going to kill this mm. raccoon. I'll do whatever I can to humanely get it from ruining my my sod. I had a raccoon in uh, New Jersey when I lived in the uh, in the beach, and our garbage cans were like right, like to the left of the uh, sitting on the couch. There's a window to my left, and then the deck there, and then right off the deck was the garbage cans. And it's a summer beach house. So I never lived. It, the house had never been lived in in the winter. And uh, I heard this giant thud, and I looked left, and it was just a big, fat raccoon mm. going through my garbage. I, I hate cr- critters and rodents of all kinds. I got rid of it. I went and bought new garbage cans that have lids that I bungee jumped shut, so no one, so that raccoon couldn't get in. And then he never came back. My trash. I, I saw that. I, you sent us a picture of those. Awesome, that was a great little contraption you guys came up with because there was like a window that you guys would put the trash out of, right? You didn't even have to oh, go yeah, outside. Yeah. That's also that's awesome invention. Too. Excellent. Open the window, pull the bungee cord up, drop the trash in from the second floor. It's great. I feel bad for this guy because all he's doing is looking for late night snacks. I mean, if someone was trying to kill me when I was going to look for late night snacks, I wouldn't be happy. Well, so just I, hope Teddy doesn't sleepwalk at night because then he might find him. I slept walk at night when I was Teddy's age. Imagine a raccoon kidnapped me and become a raccoon kid. All right. All right. There was a lot of news. We checked the thing and the headlines are like the Mickey Calloway stuff. And the CBA stuff, and that's all really a downer, and we're going to talk about Mickey a little bit at the end of the show. But there was a lot of baseball movement. I kind of looked at the sheet, and I was like, oh, yeah, there are there is a lot we need to discuss. We're going to open it up by telling you our most recent patrons. Alex Dammer, Alexander Walters, Josiah Ultermolen, Peter Elliott, Katie Tripp, Colin Goon, Brandon Swist, Cam Ayers, Ayers? Ayers, Cam Ayers, Cam Ayers, Eric Weaver, T-Jack, Mako Watanabe, Watanabe, yeah. Mako Watanabe, Jonathan the Mod Richter, 
Mario Ramos, Joan Adams, Austin Diaz, Lexi Castrillon, Ed Esposito, Christopher Reynolds, Gavin Watson, Mason Ferguson. Thank you very much to those fine folks. Our Patreon is pretty cool now. We got behind the scenes, special social medias just for patrons. We got discount codes on merch every single month and a bunch of other perks. So go to patreon.com slash John Boy Media and find out about it. Before we get into the new signings that we haven't talked about yet, we wanted to do a little house cleaning here. The Arenado trade became official, and they changed all the prospects. Um, so the actual prospects besides Austin, how do you say his last name? Because everyone said we said it wrong last episode. I think it's Gomer. Gomer? I mean, a double check, but. Someone said that. Were we saying Gomber? No idea. I don't think it's Gomber. I don't know how to pronounce it. And, it's Gomer. And we we should like start putting these warnings in our episodes again. And it's not really a warning. It's kind of like pointing the finger at the audience. You don't know how to pronounce every Major League Baseball player's name, so why don't you shut yeah. your butts about it? Neither do we. Yeah, I'm seeing Gomer. There's like 1,000, 1,500 of them, whatever. So Gomer goes, and then all the other minor leaguers got like switched out. Now it's Tony, Losi, and Laura... Eller High, what the fuck is that? Eller High Water. Ella Horace, Ella Horace Montero, Jake Somers. Uh, doesn't change anything that we said from our reaction. So if you want to go listen to our reaction to that, that episode is up. We did touch on in that episode that Yachty and Wainwright are going back to St. Louis as well, which made us like St. Louis. That's official as well. Wayno gets a one-year, $8 million deal. And Yachty, they're like, yeah, he's coming back, but we don't know the scope of it yet. So that'll happen. Um, so all of that was discussed last episode, but just a little house cleaning before we move forward. I want to start with Didi mm. because we kind of ended the Arenado trade saying, well, if Trevor Story is going to get moved, maybe Didi's agent needs to move quick before teams start switching out and getting Story for 18 mil instead of Didi. Uh, so Didi get locked up, goes, returns to the Phillies, two years, $28 million, he was supposedly looking for $30 million, 15 a year. He gets 14 a year. Um, pretty good deal for Phil, for Didi. The Phillies are getting the band back together. They got Real Muto. They get Didi. I kind of like what they're doing. I like Didi. We, we kind of said it just makes sense. Like, let's go get Didi. Um, they also signed Matt Moore. That's a name I haven't heard in a long time. And then once they have Didi to play shortstop now, and the Reds missed out on Didi. They were the other team that maybe was going to get him. The Phillies traded Kyle Holder to the Reds, who's a shortstop they picked up as like a stopgap, a Rule 5 player, which I find interesting because now the Reds I just traded for a guy that they may have to return to the Yankees in three weeks. Jake, that's everything in the scope of the Phillies yeah. world. What's your thoughts? Phillies getting after it, along with uh, that Arenado Trev's Dick Monfort putting on a hell of a press conference right now as we record. Holy smokes. Uh, yeah, so for the Phillies, Jim, you know uh, I'm tough on my guy Dombrowski. Um, I I always compare what Dombrowski does to playing a video game. Uh, you know, they just sign the biggest free agents. He trades away his prospects, and he gets three years to go at it, and then he gets to turn off the Xbox and go away. Um, I've decided this is going to be my final dance with Dombrowski. If he can do it with these Phillies, I'll give him all the credit in the world. We've got the Mets throwing money at people and going for it. The Braves got this team built up. The Nationals snagged the World Series, and they, they've still, they got dogs on that team. Uh, Phillies, they bring back Real Muto. They bring back Didi. That lineup uh, is a problem. Uh, every day that lineup is going to battle, especially if Alec Bohm can can take it to the next level, which kind of did last year. Uh, excited for Philly fans. Uh, Matt Moore, you're right. Uh, that was a name uh, for all you prospect huggers out there. Guy was a, a big-time prospect. At one time, he was the number one prospect in baseball, uh, rated by MLB. He came up with the Rays and was good, and then a litany of injuries and just losing it uh, led to a really weird career. He went overseas. Uh, he was healthy and kind of lights out. So it's like, all right, let's see it. So uh, Phillies take a chance on the guy. If he can give them, you know, 10-plus good starts this year, I think that's 10-plus starts. I don't I don't even care in the result. Uh, that's kind of a win for them. So excited for Philly. Um, 
Nola Wheeler, Eflin, Velasquez, Moore, E in that division. Moore is their five right now? They've got him listed as the five right now. I mean, they've got uh, Spencer Howard, their top prospect, too, who should find his way into the rotation, but they've got a lineup. How can they pitch? How can they get around those Wheeler, Nola days? But, uh, I, I mean, you should be excited as a Philly fan. You rework the bullpen. You know, you want to compare your team to last year, and I, I think they've gotten better, right? Yeah, they also have Nova, non-roster. Like, he could win that fifth spot. Yeah, I think they're – I mean, their offense was – I think they scored the fifth most runs in baseball last year, so it wasn't an offensive problem last year. And all the guys uh, – you're right, they're back with that lineup. I like the lineup. They had to figure something out with the bullpen because I think the bullpen was historically bad, like really, really, really bad. So they went out, what? They got Archie Bradley, uh, Jose Alvarado. Who else did they bring over in the bullpen? Uh, they got Bradley. They got Alvarado. And then Brogdon supposedly is up and coming with Nerese. They got a few so guys that, got that need to make the jump. Yeah, they got a few guys that need to help them out there. Um, but, you know, if we if this team was in the NL Central, we'd be like, hey, these guys are – one of the favorites to win the NL Central. But they're in the East, and the East is crazy competitive this year. At least on paper it is. We'll see how it turns out. Uh, but this team does. I mean, they check a lot of boxes for me. I tweeted that out, that I think they could be World Series contenders. They're a move or two away from that. But they're positioned to go do it. There's still very good free agents out there. There's still trades to be had uh, that it seems like, you know, like you're talking about Dave. Dave... They don't mess around. He goes and gets what he wants. So he knows he knows they're not there yet. And I, I expect them to still continue to be active. I'm a Dombro fan. I mean, I think I did a whole rant on here about how all these teams preaching sustained success uh, over a World Series win is like, well, let's not value sustained playoff making over winning the World Series. Dombro's kind of the the odd to get ball out. Everyone else is trying the Rays method of like, well, we'll just make it to the playoffs and then we'll see what happens because it's crapshoot. Where Dombro's like, no, I'll win it, but it'll be at a big cost. I'd rather that. You want to win the World Series. So I, I'm a Dombro fan in a way. I get it's destructive afterwards, but as long as you win, you know, Tigers didn't win, so it sucked over there. Yeah, and uh, that's, the, that's, you know, the example you'd point to. <laughs> it, can, it can also not work, and then that left the Tigers as you know, a decade worth of kind of mad baseball, depending when these Tigers turn it around. So hell of a, be, a, be a, a good point. GM. Hell of a team. He put, hell of a team he put together though. Sure. It's, it's a great point because the Tigers are, I mean, they're not, the Phillies are not the Tigers of 2014, 15. They're not that good, but they're constructed the same way where it, the Tigers Achilles heel, like that was the best team in baseball. The Achilles heel was their bullpen. And for some reason they just couldn't figure out how to address that. And there's no doubt in my mind that Dombrowski still thinks about that all the time. He put together a legit all-time great lineup and starting staff, but couldn't win because he never bullpen. There's no way that he goes into Philly and makes the same mistake. So I really wanted them to get Hendricks. Maybe that was too much of a price tag for them, uh, but I just don't think he's done yet. I, I want to see them get another starting pitcher. I mean, there's there's still guys out there, whether it's James Paxton, Taiwan Walker, um, you know, Mike Leak, who took last year off, but if you look before that, the guy was an innings eater. Our guy Oda Rizzi's still out there, who can still be a somewhat impact. Like if Jake Oda Rizzi comes on this team, he's he's their instant three, and you know you can believe in him in a game three of a playoff game. Right now, they don't have that. Um, so yeah, I'd, you know you could yell about a lot of teams needing pitching. I think if if the Phillies added a a third starter or another impact piece in the bullpen, a real piece, a Rosenthal, whoever it might be, then I can start talking myself into the Phillies a little more. But yeah, it just it seems like they're kind of running back last year, and that was kind of eh. The, the help in the bullpen helps. But yeah, one more bullpen, one more starter would be good. Their starting pitching was pretty good last year, if I remember correctly. It was the bullpen just blew it for them. Like the top three were really good. What's their payroll? They're at 152. So I mean, if they want to spend, they can spend. They got if 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 they give Dombro keys to go spend, they can go pick. Up Odo would look good in that Phillies uniform too, Trev. And there's a Sam Fold Odo connection. Ooh. Yes, forget Sam Folds, you know, maybe he's not pulling the strings, but he's directing a little bit over there. 
So okay, I'm I'm excited to watch them again this year. It's just a tough, a tough division, man. Phillies fans got to be excited because it's like you know there was a a point where they were like, is Real Muto not going to come back? And not only is Real Muto come back, but uh, Didi comes back as well. And then they did get Archie Bradley and they're, they're piecing some stuff together. Matt Moore. Huge. Sure. The football player, not the baseball player. That's who they picked up. Ah, all throwers, professional throwers. throwers. You think they've ever talked? Have the Matt Moore's talked? Yes. Like an Instagram DM. Just like, stop. A concert. It'd be cool if their For Instagram DMs were just like nice throw the other day, and then the other guy was like nice arm. Like three 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 weeks later, he's like, oh. "Well, you've got a lefty and a righty." Yeah. I think it's probably like we should combine. LOL. Yeah, arm swap. I think that's yeah. I think you you just nailed it. No need to even dive deeper. No, you don't want to overthink something like that. That's when you get into trouble. Bunch of outfielders signed, Trev. Your dude Eddie Rosario goes to the Indians. Jack Peterson goes to the Cubs. Two teams that are like being weird. Mm. <laughs> Let's trade you, Darvish, and get rid of Schwarber, but bring in Jock. Uh, Let's trade Clevenger and Lindor and Carrasco, but bring in Rosario. Um, two teams that are banking on expanded playoffs and and saying, let's just be good enough that we're in a pennant race. And then if we win in the playoffs, that'd be great. But we just want to be in the hunt for a pennant race. That seems like what it is. But Jake and I were talking pre-show, Trev. Eddie Rosario joins the Indians. They're Unfortunately for the Indians' front office, they're going to be good again. I don't know how good, but they still got arms. And when you go down the lineup, they got bats. The f- top half of the lineup is still good for the Indians. What do you got on Rosario? He's uh, he's your dude from Minnesota. Any thoughts? I, I, I love him. I've spoke about him before on, on the program. He's just a solid baseball player. I don't know how else to describe him. I mean, he gives – there are times where he's going to look like, Eddie, what are you doing at the plate? Because he swings at a lot of pitches out of the zone. And I think people – tend to remember those uh, at-bats. But if you go back to the last full season, the guy put up 30 in a hunch. That the guy's a stick, and he throws people out. Like his defense, his defensive metrics um, get brought down a little bit. I don't think the range is there, but he, he, you know, is one of the top outfield assists guys every single year. He can play a decent enough outfield that it's not going to hurt you. And he just hits. I was going to ask you about the defense because it's kind of been a, a funny comparison with these three guys, Schwarber, Jock, and Eddie Rosario. Good bats. All the defensive metrics kind of poo-poo on all of them. Schwarber, the worst. Uh, but I was going to ask you because I don't really know. I don't watch day in, day out Rosario. Doesn't Schwarber have a good arm too? Is it like this? He's, but he's not as – I really don't know because some Cubs fans will say Schwarber's not as bad as his metrics say. Eddie Rosario, the metrics say he's pretty not great out there. You're saying you're just bragging about his arm, so I'm going to guess he is. He's he's not. Yeah, I don't really. I mean, look, we can talk about defensive metrics all day and if how, what do they mean? You know, are they accurate? When I watch Eddie Rosario play, I don't think bad outfielder. He's going to have some hiccup and bad plays, just like he does at the plate. Like he's going to look bad sometimes, and that's what people remember. But the guy can go get it. He's not like uh you know, he's not like a heavy set guy like Schwarber. Like he can still run a little bit. He throws people out. Sometimes he plays himself into that throw range. And maybe that's where he gets beat. He lets guys take extra bases because he's trying to throw them out. Maybe that's something he could work on to get those metrics better. But like I have, I would have no problems sticking Eddie Rosario out there and relying on him, you know, to play 162 out there. Yeah. He's, he's, he's just a ball player. It's, it's this weird. Again, defensive metrics, and, you know, they're getting better every day. They're still not fully there yet, and I know some people will argue they are, and I'll tell you, well, just wait three years because they won't be. Wait one year and they won't be. Um, you know, it's it's different feelings. I mean, Schwarber, Schwarber came up as a catcher, 
Um, so he ended up in the outfield, and I, I think he can make the play, but he's he's not making plays. I, I think Eddie Rosario, you know, he's played a lot of innings in the outfield at this point. You know, if fly ball gets hit to him, you're not nervous. Um, I'll actually, I'm I'm normally pretty tough on Billy Ripken. He, uh, we almost kind of need to go back in our defensive. Uh, thinking because he was talking about the shortstop position, which me and Jim talk a lot with Glaber Torres, and if he can stick there with our talking yank stuff, and it's he said the best way to define a shortstop is when a two hopper, a t- in, uh, when a two hopper is hit in the seventh inning to them, are you start clapping or do you get nervous? <laughs> and right now in Yankees land, <laughs> hey, that was our metric as yeah, well. You, do you hold your breath on a seventh, eighth inning, ninth inning hit to the guy? Glaber Torres last year, we held our breath like crazy. Yeah. Uh, Didi, we never did. That was kind of. So so I think Schwarber's got a, a little bit of the hold the breath still. Uh, Cubs fans, let me know, uh, just because he hasn't had as much run out there with or Peterson and Rosario. You know, they've played a lot of innings in the outfield. They they make your plays. I don't think they, they grade out pretty poorly. And I think if you have a special right fielder, you see the difference on a day-in, day-out basis. I don't know the best way to fully measure that, and I don't think a lot of MLB to, teams do at this point. With Rosario, your guy, Trev, I said this when he hit free agency and I was mad about it. That dude has been in the heart of the Twins lineup, a Twins lineup that has done big things uh, over the past few years. He's a guy you don't want to see at the plate. And, yes, some of the stats aren't there. You know, he's not an on-base guy. Eddie wants to swing. Um, and, you know, some of some of the stats don't fully put up what Eddie Rosario does in a lineup. I think the top of that Cleveland lineup right now is, is really solid with Eddie in there. I think he knows all the pitchers in that division. I think he might remind Minnesota what what he's done for them for a long time. And, uh, yeah, the Indians are in this weird stage of, you know, they've got a lot of ton of young pitching. I wish they would go out and get another bat. Like, the Cleveland Indians could still do that, and they would be a nice little ball club. But you're right, and it starts tying into expanded playoffs and what we're trying to get away from. And I retweeted it the other day. Dan Zimborski, uh, one of the original Fangraphs and Zips guys, uh, an OG baseball nerd. I say that in the most endearing way possible because um, I'm a fan of his. But you know, he he had a beautiful thread that you know players are paid largely based on whether or not they move the needle. And you need more moving the needle to have less randomness. And that's teams going out and getting players. So if we start letting, you know, 14 teams into the playoffs, all these teams view the playoffs as a crapshoot. So you, instead of paying the difference between a Mike Trout and another center fielder, you say, oh, the other center fielder's fine. We're going to win our 85 games, get in the playoffs, and we'll try our hardest and do our best from there. But it's kind of the problem with baseball right now. You should want to have the players that differentiate, and to get them, you have to pay those guys. Yeah, easy. Pay the money. Rosario will take over for Lindor in the lineup. He'll probably slide in after J Ram in the three hole. Just offensively, in the last two seasons, who had a higher OPS plus? Eddie Rosario or Francisco Lindor? Trev, do you have a guess? <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you're trying to trick me there. I have Eddie's stats up here, so 107, 115 in the last two years. I, I have I, no tricks, Trev. Just a straight-up question. I'd imagine, Lind- I'd imagine Lindor. I'm thinking of like some Indians fans like, well, if Lindor was only here for one more year, we can just replace his bat for 7 mil. Uh, and the defense, you know, and they're like talking themselves into like the lineup's going to have the same production. So I'd I went to look. Lindor but-, Lindor, but it's pretty close. It's 114 OPS plus to 109 OPS plus last two seasons. So if you're an Indians fan, you can talk yourself into that. Like offensively, we have somewhat of the same same guy hitting in three hole now on a one year deal. I'm, the Indians are still going to be pesky. Still yeah, got the pitching. it's just really frustrating, man. Because you know Cesar Hernandez, we've talked about him. You know, solid defense. He's going to get on base. Jose Ramirez can put up an MVP type season. Rosario, he's been a a lock in the AL Central to get you twenty five homers and ninety RBIs for the past five years. Fran Mil Reyes is my guy. I think he's a monster. I'm still waiting for him to fully break out. The second half of that lineup, man, Josh Naylor, he gives you know he had two really nice games against the Yankees, but his career major he has a zero WAR. 
lifetime. Uh, Roberto, Roberto Perez doesn't do anything with the stick. He frames the ball really well. Awesome. Andres Jimenez, that's who they got back in the trade. Let's see it, kid. Uh, you played some nice innings for the Mets. Mercado, our guy, had a really weird year last year, so if he could bounce back, that would be big for them. And right now they have Daniel Johnson in right field, who I, I don't have the fully scouting report on. Uh, so, you know, best of luck to you, Dan. But they're, with how many free agents are still out there, like Cleveland – could do something, and it's just got to be frustrating because they ain't. Prove me wrong. They're spending 40 mil now this year. Prove me wrong, Cleveland. So Is that what their payroll is? I think they're at like 35, and this bumps them up to around 40. You like that? Jack Peterson to the Cubs, kind of a similar deal. Like, Cubs lineup can be really good. Their pitching stinks now. They got rid of Schwarber, and they bring in Jock. Kind of similar, guys. I think you can debate either way. Right now, everyone's obsessed with Jock so much on the Twitter sphere and, like, the public that I feel like he's getting overhyped. But I also like Jock, so I don't want to come off critical of him. But we were saying, like, he's 10 times. I don't know. It's, 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 I had to, like, go look. Like, why, why is everyone so aggressively saying this? But it's kind of debatable either way. Um I don't know, Jake, you got anything on this? It's the splits, man. I mean, I've, I've said it on here before. Jock Peterson, career versus right-handed pitching. Um, you know, he's got a 849 OPS. In recent years, it's been even higher than that, which, you know, you're going to see a right-handed starting pitcher uh, 125 games a year that essentially you, you get uh, a borderline all-star player for those 120 games. So that's why teams get excited about Jack Peterson. And we saw it in Yankee land. You see any lefty with the short porch. All Yankee fans get all sorts of horned up. I think the other secret with Jack is like, his defense ain't good. Um, you know, it, it grades out in the same world as Schwarber. So, it, you know, it's what are you doing with him? Are you putting him in the right position to succeed? Um, and, you know, at, the Dodgers were so talented at a certain point, they never had to give him at-bats first left-handed pitching. So, you know, I, I wonder if the Cubs give him that opportunity, if he could figure it out and become an everyday, everyday guy. Um, I, I don't know because the numbers have been pretty bad up until this point. Jock's got the potential to put up a monster season, and I guess that's maybe where people get lost in, in the, the how good is your good. Jock Peterson in 2019 hit 36 home runs. Um you know, an 876 OPS. He was at the top of that um, Dodgers lineup against righties, and he was he was a monster. So that's that's where people get a little more excited about Jock Peterson. I like Jock. I think he's very comparable to Rosario. Rosario's splits aren't as drastic, um, but I think they're very comparable players. And, you know, I don't know what the Cubs are doing, dude. Same thing with the Indians. These are two teams that we just can't really decide – where their road is leading. I mean, you just trade away, you know, some of your best players and you're, I mean, at least for the Cubs, they're in a weak division. Uh, I guess you might be able to say that about the AL Central. It's definitely not as weak as the NL Central, but there's still some room, I guess, to sneak in. I don't know, man. I'm a jock fan. I think he's, I think he really relished his time in LA and kind of was like, love that big, you know, bright lights of LA type of thing. And Chicago doesn't offer it as much, but I think it's big enough where he kind of like, like I said, he likes to perform in big situations. I just don't know if they're going to have a ton of them there for him, but you can, you can use him. I don't know. I know LA tried to make him an everyday player, but you really got to pick and choose where you put him. And if you do that, like you were saying, Jake, you can get an all-star caliber player with him without exposing him to that big left-handed 570 OPS split that he has. L.A. might have – Chicago doesn't have the L.A. Hollywood vibe, but, I mean, it's not – it can become a star in Chicago. It's Absolutely. A very yeah. big Absolutely. baseball fan, baseball city. Like, he can, he can walk around yeah. and feel the love and be called – he started for anyone that doesn't know the splits, like Jake said, like he crushes righties. He doesn't hit against lefties. He doesn't even get a chance to hit against lefties. In the last three seasons, he started 235 games. How many of those do you think came against a left-handed starting pitcher? 235 games. Last three seasons, you have an abbreviated season there. How many do you think he started against a lefty starting pitcher? 
And it's with the Dodgers. I mean, I'd say probably like not a lot. Two twenty against the against the lefty. So the other way. Oh, then what did I do? Four twenty. Twenty. Travis, you have yeah. a guess? Oh. No, you're wrong. Damn. Got excited. I don't have a guess. Nine. Thirty-five. Nine. <laughs> That's the thing. I mean. And I saw MLB Network, they did a whole thing about how lefties get better versus lefties later in the career because you see it more. And it's like, he hasn't had a career versus lefties. He's, they haven't even given the chance but, to like... And that's where, on the opposite... Did, well, they did it with Bellinger, and then he complained and said, I need to be playing every day. And then they put him every day, and he won the MVP. So yeah. maybe the Cubs are like, hey, fuck it. Let's play him every day. I don't know what their plan is with him. He's got, in uh, 18, he had two starts against a lefty. 86 against the righty. It's kind of wild. In 19, he had 109 starts, only five against the lefty. I wonder who the lefties were. Like, I wonder the situation that called for that. Just the same lefty every time. Yeah, same guy, injuries. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because early on in his career, they let him face lefties. Like, when he he won, uh, he was an all-star and had rookie of the year votes. He played 75 games against left-handed pitchers, so. Probably just had someone on the bench they liked better. Whatever. Uh, so the Cubs are doing that. Their lineup can be pretty good, man. I mean, if yeah. they get the best out of their lineup, Ian Happ, Rizzo, Bryant, Contreras, Baez, Jock. Pretty damn good. Hayward and the nine hole. I guess pretty good. Uh, their pitching is a little. Pretty good. Their pitch, we did this the other episode. Their pitching is It's uh, Hendricks. I mean, we like Zach Davies, but Alec Mills is my guy. We were we were just concerned about the Phillies pitching, and I think Oda Rizzi would be the two on this team. Yeah, I think you could put an argument for Zach Davies. He was nice. He was really nice last year, but I'd rather have Odo in a big game. Sorry, Zach. The Cubs also John signed Peterson. Trevor Williams. Sorry. Fun fact: Can I throw one out there? Yeah. High school football teammates with Devonta Adams. Yeah. And was, you know, he was the guy. He was the Jack receiver. Was the Turns out Devonta Adams, one of the best receivers in all of football now. But they have a cool little connection there. I think that's a nice little tidbit. Is Jock people. short for something? Jackson. Jacinda. It's like Jackson Pollock. The Jackson Pollock. It's a great Same. question, Jim. Trevor Williams, friends of the know. pod. What? What did you stumble into? So it says it's Jock Russell Peterson. Okay. Jock Russell? Jock Russell. That's funny. That <laughs> That's is kind funny. of funny. That's closer to um, a dog's name than your name. What I got nervous about was his dad, who played uh, like one game of pro ball? Eight games of pro baseball. Hell yeah. Uh, is Stu Peterson, S-T-U. So I thought we might just be a three-letter family. His full name is Stuart, but he went by yeah. Stu Russell Peterson. Families. Stu Russell. Stu Russell. Jock Russell. Jock Russell. Look at that Jack Russell go. I mean, there's a Dodgers friend that has a dog named Jock Russell, right? Jock Russell Terrier. Yeah. 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 I like that. Uh, Trevor Williams goes to the Cubs as well. Friend. 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 Me, I'm a Trevor. All right. Weird guy in a good way. Who did? Where did we just have We just that? talked to Tyone. Tyone on Talking Yanks told us that Trevor Williams would listen to, like, death metal on his day to pitch. Like real heavy in his headphones, but so loud that everyone else could hear it, and he'd just be sitting, cal- sitting there calmly with his leg over his knee, doing a crossword with like death metal just blaring. It's a pitcher. Yeah, go for you know. That's, us three hitters, we hate happy. pitchers. You know. Let's get Jake excited. The Angels signed a pitcher. The Angels signed a pitcher. His name is Alex Cobb, friend of Trade. the program. For him. Oh, they traded for him. Traded for him. My bad. My bad. You were getting bad. excited for to sing the song. Yeah, it had the lyrics written out and yeah. everything. They traded for Alex Cobb. We thought Cobb might get moved at the deadline last year. Uh, one year deal. I mean, so this is where like it's tricky territory because the Angels are getting all the ancillary pieces or whatever. Like they still need to get a big name or an anchor. Um, it's happening. Cobb and Bundy get back together. Friends. Ooh. Oriole staff. It's ha- You guys know what's happening. It's happening. Bauer to the Angels. It just... It makes the most sense, man. Like, they have to do something. But they that's... 
the the Angels have a history of not doing what makes the most sense. This um, plays into my true. theory of like when they got Quintana, Bowers, like I need you to be serious and like su- get another like a supporting cast here. So they got Quintana and Bauer was like, no. I mean, more than that. So now they get Cobb and then now Bauer's like, all right, cool. I get it now. Hey, the Angels at least look like they have a game plan. Uh, Their staff right now does look a lot different. Um, A lot of major league names. I'm going to give them some credit. I mean, Bundy, Quintana, Cobb, um, and then you've got Otani. We'll see what happens there. Griff Canning and Haney, like... You know, those are six guys who can throw MLB innings and give you a start and you don't feel bad about it, so it's a step in the right direction. You're right, Trev. I mean, the wipeout guy at the top of the rotation would make you feel better about Quintana and and how healthy he is, would make you feel better about Bundy and if last year was a fluke just because he wanted to shit down my throat. Um, He did, too. Alex Cobb has pitched a lot of good baseball in his his career. Uh, A lot of AL East baseball. Uh, We saw him at spring training, and he was nice to us, so we will also always love him. So, yeah, it's all right. I think the Orioles are eating part of the tab, and they got got us – you know, an old angel second round pick back. So it ties into all the money shuffling that's going in baseball now. Uh, it's it's a move. If you pair this move with Bauer, it's a chef's kiss. If this is the final pitching move for the angels, you're going to be nervous all year. You know who hates Alex Cobb? Corn. Advanced metrics. Sure. He's one of the guys that has all, like, Blue, low percentile. Is he not a strikeout guy? I know. There's a time when Cobb was like scary with the Rays. Our guy Eno just put out something talking about in his last nine starts. Like he kind of figured his split back out and was pretty nasty. Um, so I trust Eno, and I hopefully you know he finds that man. That's his pitch. That's his pitch. His last nine starts. He only made ten starts last year. So he just. Disregarding I mean, the first I gotta go find the Eno tweet now, dang it. I Maybe it was the last 10 starts because that's all he did last year. it. Maybe it was 19, bro. I don't know. <laughs> Could have been. An Here I go. Off, off for the search. Yeah, I mean, I like Cobb. Um, who did they give up? Was this, do we have any details on the trade? Did the Orioles get anything? Their second round pick, Cobb trade. It's a second baseman, Jamai Jones. Jumai? Jumai? Sounds like an Australian person saying my name. You guys ready for it? Yes, I'm ready for the Eno update. Eno, Sandwich King Eno says, ever since he got his splitter back, so that there's no games, no 9 <laughs> or 19 or anything like that. No, no amount. Ever since he got his splitter back, Alex Cobb has been sneaky good. He was one of 70 starting pitchers with above average stuff, and he listed some stat QOS+. plus. And command command plus last year huge. So there's your uh, advanced metrics. I don't know what either of those stands for. I think Eno got a haircut. So no, yeah, I think so. He like did, a big yeah, one. Chicken love Eno. Significant. Oh my god, I'll go check it out. Yeah. Uh, Alex Cobb's split finger in the year 2020 had a batting average against of 181, a slugging of 287, and a woba. Of 234. So, yeah, the splitter was doing the damn Throw thing. every pitch. Yeah. He's the in the book. sinker was in. Not a big deal. I took him up top. I think I took a splitter up top. Whatever. Alex Cobb has been in my book for a while, yeah. Hey, at least guy. We can move on. We can move on. No, we're not moving on. I got to find Eno Saris's haircut. Yeah. <laughs> he did. He tweeted that out. Too. Is it his main profile pick? Or is it yeah, more Go follow Eno Saris on Twitter. He's, he's a great follow. If you like beer, sandwiches, and baseball... I DM'd with Dino this weekend a little bit. Whatever. What'd you say? Um, I kind of can't reveal it. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. After after the MLB season, I can reveal it. After the entire of the MLB yeah. season, it's about pine tar. No. Okay. Okay. Exciting. Another trade was made. The Marlins traded Jake's guy. Yeah. Jordan Yamamoto. One of the more fun names to say. Yeah. A lot of the Japanese names are super fun to say. Is he Japanese? Um, I think he's an American ball player, uh, Hawaii. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yamamoto sounds like a Japanese last name. Yeah. Well, anyway, Jake loves Jordan Yamamoto. And now he's in the Mets 
The Mets are just doing what the Angels are doing, but for their like four through seven pitchers, just getting guys, just building up that the depth there, which I is smart because they have the top talent. Send me up, call me down, uh, Trev. Mm. We're friends. Confirm. Confirm it, Trev. Yeah, we're confirmed. Okay. Because, I mean, some people in the YouTube were like, I think Trevor hates Jake. And is like, yeah, they're kind of right. But, um, Trev. I don't hate you. When (laughs) Yamamoto comes up 2019 with the Florida Fish, right? Uh, And he comes out and he's gangbusters. His first five starts, he comes out. They're four and one. 29 innings pitched, a 1-2-4 ERA. Opponents are hitting 117. And this is right when we started talking baseball, and I was like, if this kid was doing this on the Yankees or the Red Sox or the Mets or the Dodgers, people would be screaming how this guy's the future, this guy's next. Since then, he's gotten beat up and hit up, hit around a little bit, and I don't think the advanced metrics like him, but I do think there is that perspective of like, whoa, if, he, if that guy came out and shoved his first five starts for the Yankees, people would have lost their damn mind. Um so that being said, the advanced metrics don't love him. We'll we'll see what happens. The Mets get another call up, call down guy, and uh, I don't know. He's still really young. I mean, he's twenty four years old. So if, if he's thrown some MLB innings, figure it out, Yami. You know how he was your guy after that start. Well, Quang Young Quang Young Kim is my guy. It's your guy because I think if he did what he did for the Cardinals last year in a non shortened season, but the Cardinals are big enough that when it should have been like. No, but he should have been talked about. Dude had a sub two ERA. Yeah, he only started eight games, obviously because it's a shortened season, but came over. So that's my guy. You're Yamamoto. I'm Kim. Trev, you have to get a guy. Well, was Jake gonna ask me a question? Because he like, I just like kind of I was looking question. at your face and I thought you're beautiful and I thought it was also I'm kind of taking a dig at at the New York market, which is something you like. Okay, no, I love New York. New York loves me. We're all good. Okay, don't huge. don't put that on us right okay. now. Trev, I'll remember that. Do I have a guy that should turn it up that had it for a little bit but lost it? Let me think. Dustin May. I think he should be a Cy Young winner, man. Fancy. He should be in the Dodgers rotation okay. winning the Cy Young. I don't know. I don't. He didn't like lose it per se, but he's got the stuff that should. Your guys' two pitchers are a lot better than my pitcher. Yeah, you chose too early. Yeah. 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 It's a tough break by you. Yeah. Uh so just to clear the air again, Trev, you don't hate Jake. I don't hate Jake at all. I'm positive today. You guys know that there's a lot of negative news out there. I'm trying to keep this show positive. Don't slander uh my relationship with New York either. We have a, a very good relationship. New York and I have seen some things together. I've walked the streets at five AM eating beautiful slices I mean, of pie. I thought you were gonna say Brazilian women, yeah. What? Like um, Cannibal. I just oh, thought you were going to say that, but I didn't know. I wasn't sure. Uh, Trev, a lot of people said that me and you were uh, being mean to each other a couple episodes ago. Are we ago, all cool? And I was really taken <laughs> back by the comments there. I was like, what? We had Trev and I went at each other? I didn't. Commenters I like, I, just like, I like violence. Too. What's that? I see the comments too. I, I don't. I don't know why we're allowed to disagree and 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 talk back and forth. That's the whole show. It great. cracks me up. This is they're why like, we need a spring training trip. We'd all be hugging and hacky sacking yeah, and. Yeah. Like, I always like uh, fucked. What did I say to Trev? I was like asking Jake. Was I mean to Trev? Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> well, unlike you guys, I've actually lost a friend from podcasting. So. Yeah. Wow. Hey, I could have lost working many. on that. Maybe I lost some on purpose. Of war. Meanwhile, a friend of ours, Sean Doolittle, signed with the Reds. We don't know the money on this contract yet, but I, it seems like they're just going to try and trade him. The Reds, <laughs> what's that? <laughs> Sorry to all our Reds fans. I think the Reds have a lot of guys they should be trading. They're clearly not trying to win. Trade Amir Garrett. Trade Sean Doolittle halfway through the season. Fuck, trade Moose. Trade everyone. You guys suck. Hmm. I was, I was rooting. Reds. Wait, we were. I was rooting for the Reds. I think if you go back last season, we're like, "Fuck yeah, I love every move they're making." And then they just blew it. And then they played the most boring, excruciating eighteen inning game I've ever seen, where yeah. they just looked pathetic in the playoffs. And now I'm I'm still off them slightly. And they then they traded some people this year. I was like, really? 
you're backing out this quickly. So, yeah, I'm still a little sour on the Reds. We I were got all got. over the Reds last year. I got we got because I, over yeah, we wanted to be Reds fans, and then they fucking spit in everyone's face. Like, just joking. What a weird, like, two years for them. They really kind of went all in. They went out and got Moose. They went out and got uh, Castellanos. We were saying, man, you don't want to face this team in the playoffs. That's what we kept saying. You do not want to face this team in the playoffs. They made the playoffs, and then just it didn't happen. No hitting. They didn't hit at all last year. And then they got rid of everybody. Hey, I'm still a little sympathetic because they really built everything up for last year, and they got the worst year ever. But no, I mean this this team right now does does nothing for me. We like Doolittle, um, you know. They got a couple guys in the bullpen who turned around, but yeah, I mean Reds, you're you gotta show us at this point. You gotta get get five games above 500 this season, and we'll start getting excited about Reds baseball. We love Doolittle. Love Doolittle. Yeah. I like Tre- I like Doolittle, yo. I like Trevor too. Trev, I've got a question. <laughs> yeah, do one more fun question before we get into bad guy stuff. Fun question before we get into bad guy stuff. Sean Doolittle signs a one year deal with the Cincinnati Reds. Fact. What's his like living situation? Is he gonna rent an apartment for like a year? Do you rent an apartment for do you try to find a six month lease? Like what's the game plan? Are some people yeah, you- hotel guys? Like just like get a penthouse no. for Oh, okay. If you're up and down, you might have a hotel because you don't want to put, you know, get your stuff into somewhere. But like for a guy like Sean, he just is looking for a short-term lease, six months, seven months. Uh, most of the time, they have realtors that you know understand the the deal, and they'll find people and find houses for you. But yeah, he'll he'll have a nice little place, uh, and have a good time there. I think. Um, I don't know. Okay. I found out. I found out that my neighbor rented out their like uh, second unit or in-law suite, whatever you want to call it, to Mel Stottlemyre while he was the Yankees pitching coach. So there you go. Yankee yeah, I mean, it's, it's a strange street. thing. You you just find housing wherever you can find housing, man. I lived at a Homewood Suites for three months. We should ask him in a little bit. That Let's happens a lot, Jim. Triple A guys will get in the Homewood Suites because they only have to pay for the days they're there. It was awesome, man. I was in college at the time. I was t- I was watching my my parents moved middle of the year, and my sister had to finish her senior year, so I switched colleges and lived with her in a Homewood Suite. So she, otherwise, she would have to move for like half of back end of her senior year. But it was beer and food for free every night, Homewood Suites. And then this one dude was there for like a business trip, and we would play uh, pickleball together. Mm. I was like nineteen, nice. and he was like thirty-five. I remember your pickleball? And I was friend. like, he was a sad guy. Have you guys reconnected? No, you I got should. I got a little creeped out because I was like, you shouldn't okay. want to hang out with me, dude. Like you're an, he's just trying to play some pickleball. Then he was like buying me beers and stuff. And then you guys would go to the courts Ooh. after. Ooh, I um. I lived in a Homewood Suites my last professional baseball experience in Lehigh Valley. I, I did. The Phillies AAA lived in the Homewood Suites. Brought to you by Homewood Suites. Did I have Suites. a roommate? No, I didn't have a roommate. My first day at the Homewood Suites was April Fool's Day, and I was me and my sister, and I did this so she would have to finish whatever. Obviously, I was being a nice guy. I also had friends in town, and it was April Fool's Day, so I switched all of the furniture in her bedroom upside down, obviously. And then I was out playing pickleball or something when she came home and she bawled her eyes out and flipped it all back over herself. Obviously, I would have flipped it back over and cried and said, living with Jimmy is going to be a nightmare. And then I was like, Grits is April Fool's. And I would have flipped it back over. But ruined the whole thing. Pranks. Unbelievable. Tough times. Uh, Mickey Calloway's a bad guy. Mickey Calloway has five-year history of being a predator to multiple female reporters, asking for their no- phone, asking for their phone number, or just straight up getting their phone number from the Mets PR and then texting them shirtless pictures of himself and weird advances and just like a pathetic predator loser. And this sucks. There's like probably a hundred more of these guys out there in the baseball world. Like, let's not be naive about it. Let's just get them all the fuck out. Like, weed them out. And I was trying to think of something to say here because it sucks for all of the victims that they have to like do this. And they were very anonymous in this one. And then, you know, that's a lot of pressure. Obviously, in the Porter one, she didn't want to do it forever and she wanted to stay anonymous as well. And I was like, hey, it'd be cool if the next guy. Because everyone says it's the worst kept secret in MLB. 
Well, how many more worst kept secrets are there floating around? How about the next guy gets outed by like some male peers and like, hey, you know what? I know that this guy has harassed these women. So the victims don't have to go through it. But then I was like, maybe they don't want that because if the victim doesn't want to be part, I don't know. But this sucks. It just sucks that I think this is going to keep happening. But I also, let's just unhook the valve and get all these fucks out of here. And if you're listening to this and you do this stuff, please just stop. And don't, don't harass people. It's like the simplest, simplest concept. Don't annoy people. Don't harass people. Don't use, if you have any power over someone else to do it, you know, he was doing this to reporters who worked his beat. It's not like he went to like a restaurant and hit on a waitress and they went, it went well at first. That would still be bad, but he's definitely used his power here to make them feel uncomfortable. Fuck Mickey Calloway. Yeah. I don't really have a take other than he's a D-bag. I mean... We heard a lot of things about him, and all we had heard was that he's a D-bag. I mean... I never really I never really heard that. I played against him a ton when he was in Cleveland. I never... Like, the worst kept secret, I never heard anything about it. Well, we didn't hear uh, this but stuff. Like, but we heard... Yeah. we The word... I, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't say this. The word that I heard a lot was just sleazeball. Just like, yeah, I mean, now that, now that we know, like, we see this shit... In, in the article, yeah, like douchebag, sleazeball, what else? We can call him a bunch of names. Literally, he, he was literally like the movie character of the bad male in society that we're trying to get rid of. Like, you know, not not necessarily a numbers guy. And, uh, and here's here's a picture of me chopping wood. And you know, you like that S- smiley face with the next to the exclamation point, like. He's a, it's a loser. I mean, it goes back, it, the same thing with Porter. Like, I don't, there's not even a solution. Like, there's no, it's not go to Riyadh. It's not like get better. It's like, what the hell, man? So, yeah, I, I don't know why he's still not technically fired. I mean, he, he needs to be, and that's, that hasn't been reported yet. We're, you know, 18 hours away, has it? Passon said it's like expected. Yeah, it, it, it is. Happened. It is, it but uh, you know, I, I, I was kind of people were getting on Cohen with the shot clock when they didn't hire Porter, but that broke at night, and then the first thing in the morning he fired him. Like this happened, like kind of dinner time on the West Coast. I don't know. Who cares? The dude sucks, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Let's uh, let's just get it out of the sport completely. Yeah, the Angels don't want me coming after the them. World. I, Get it out I of the hate world. the Angels front office management, whatever you want to call it. I They are on my shit list. So they better do the right thing here. I'll end this with saying, yes, like the wielding the power thing is what's really wrong with this whole situation besides like the sleazy text. Like I showed uh, Olivia, like, look at this guy. Like I showed the article and stuff. And she's like, why do guys do that she's like do you think i want a picture of your pecs like do you think that's like that's gonna get me going like so not only are you i think it's because he's lonely and sad you're just being like dumb about it like you're so like i don't know i I said this before with porter like stop being so fucking desperate like i don't know man just a horrible situation sorry for the victims you have to put up with this shit yeah real dumb just start mocking them I don't even know if that's a solution. Yeah. Like if he sends the shirtless chainsaw pick, you know, to like try to be predatory. And then you just, you just say something like, how the fuck would you chainsaw with your shirt off? You're done. <laughs> yeah. Stop sucking in your gut. You don't have apps. That was your initial reaction to that picture. And let's not focus on the sucking in the gut. Cause I've seen other people do that in pictures. That's not the crime here. He's just a D-bag. He's the worst. Yeah. Fire him. Like a full-grown male with a wife and doing it to, like, reporters. Dude, you know what? The industry has a problem with giving out phone numbers. You know how many times I've gotten phone calls from people that I didn't give my number to from, like, within companies and organizations it's creepy i got stuff shipped to me at my apartment and it's very nice they're giving gifts and stuff but it's just like why is this freely exchanged you know why can the head of this company just get my phone number and my address and whoever gives it to them just gives it to them i don't know i mean it's creepy 
So fuck the PR team that just gave Mickey Calloway these female reporters' phone number. Stop doing that. It's a great point. Yeah. Great point. So, like, the Mets are saying, like, we're not involved. We didn't know. Well, whoever the fucking gave Mickey the phone numbers, that guy's involved. Guilty by being a dickhead. I don't know the correct term. Yeah. I guess that per you could say that person, you would hope they didn't know Mickey Calloway was going to send harassing picks. They could well, have been writing a picture. Yeah, you don't know that. You don't, you don't, you don't, so let's you not. Don't, you don't know the timeline there, but they did. The Mets right. did yeah. have an incident that they looked into in 2018 and then rehired him in 2019 or yeah. something like that. Gross. We also have that Daniel Murphy and Dustin Petroya retired. We should have done this before we went into Mickey Calloway. Now I'm pissed, and I want to talk about PD a little bit. I mean, say stuff. How do you not? How did? Tell me how you guys felt about him because obviously he was a nemesis for a long time for you guys, and he won a lot of championships right in your face. Like it's, but he's so endearing. Like he, in my eyes, you gotta like root for a guy like that. Did you feel that way? Yep. Short guys stick together. Altuve was my favorite player until all the the cheating stuff came out. And my favorite non-Yankee player and uh, Pedroia always like a thorn in your side that you enjoyed being there. You just kind of wanted to get reminded that like, oh yeah, that guy fucking exists. So it's a short guy thing though. I mean, a guy I root for short guys. You you wanted, except pitchers. <laughs> you just I think for Yankee fans you went to if this dude was in pinstripes I mean he would have been like oh a religion for me he would have been, you know the closest thing I have to the good the good man upstairs. What was that, David? Yeah, I mean I was I was like a kid kid during his prime and stuff, and even then when you're like the most emotional about it, I was like. I, I'm a short second baseman like that guy. Yeah. He was, I always called him my favorite player on the Red Sox. Yeah. His interviews are legendary. Like awesome. the laser show interview is, is the best. And if anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about, go Google laser show interview. Basically reporters are asking, um, Pedroia about pop big Poppy's slow start to the season. And he's like, he'll be fine. He goes, you guys were saying the same thing two years ago. When I was hitting a you know a buck seventy nine, then what happened? Laser show, and he went. It's true. It's the truth. He spoke the truth all the time, and I, I love that. What's happening now is everyone's putting their favorite PD stories out there, their favorite interview clips from him, and he's just like, it's classic stuff, man. So you know, hell of a career. He was always really nice to me. Didn't have to be. We shared the spring training city together, so. See the dudes out at Blue Sushi. Mm. And, um, yeah, always a good dude. So congrats to both them, uh, Pedroia and, and, and Murphy. I have a... Former a, roommate I, Jeff worked at Blue Sushi for a while. Did he? Yeah. Nice. I have uh, something going on in my head now. Okay. Are a lot of the Red Sox stars short guys? Does that play to the Red Sox like... Blue collar, grit and grind, lunch pail philosophy. I mean, you got Mookie, you got Pedro, you got Petey. I was trying to, obviously, Ortiz is a mammoth of a human, Ortiz. but I was, I was trying to think like, those Manny are the first, Manny. kind of like, uh, the first, the first I couple legend, I thought of but... were Mookie and Pedro, and then I was like, and Pedroia. Devers and Bogarts are probably normal, normal size. Sized humans. Benny was supposed to be the successor, and he's fallen off. How tall is Benny? Five nine, five ten, listed five nine, hey, listed five nine. Easy on Benny, he'll be fine. Maybe. In what sense? <laughs> He's still a really good baseball player compared to the rest of the world. JBJ's not. He's that fallen off compared 10. to like you know the league. Well, yeah, maybe there are some unrealistic expectations with him, but came in hot. Yeah, he came in hot. That's a weird thing in baseball. That might have to be. Uh... Some sort of John Boy media article because they did uh they were MLB the show cover, Tatis came out hot. We like that. The chat says Nomar was short and Devers is five eleven. I don't think Nomar was short. I don't think he was either. Yeah, don't let the chat get <laughs> wasn't you there. he wasn't Nomar part of like the tall shortstop yeah, revolution. Chat monster got you there. You guys you guys he had a bad twenty twenty. Other than that, he's been fine. Benny? Yeah. He's been like isn't he exactly league average? 
I mean, 835 OPS, 776, 830, 774, and then he had a 442. Not great this year, Benny, okay? We know that, but throw that out the window. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but but 19 and 17 were, like, exactly league average. I mean, that's you're talking about his just his his. Uh, we were discussing some, but he's he's good defensively as well. No, no he's we not. looked into that. His his defensive numbers. He's got positive defensive wars for his career. Plays the one of the easier outfield spots, and the metrics don't love him. And there's articles written about how he bulked up and blah blah. Hopefully, he bounces back. How about that? Um, positive ploof says positive. Buy stock in Benatendi. The trick is, can't get too hot too early. Early Benny looked like he was going to be the next, you know, Red Sox short king that we're just talking about. And uh, MLB Network was talking about uh, MLB The Show, Tatis on the cover, hot. And they were saying this person who was on the cover of MLB The Show had the most hits in a month since Joe DiMaggio. And I'll let you guys think on it. If Say you it want. one more time. Uh, a person who was on the cover of MLB The Show. Had the most hits in a month of baseball since Joe DiMaggio. So the first hint does nothing for me. I don't think I know any covers of MLB The Show, so just sure. had the most hits in a month since Joe I DiMaggio. I guess they'd, they'd have to be good enough to be on the cover of MLB The Show. It's not going to be totally random. They were a no I'm out. out. I have no idea. Out any idea, BBD? Well, I'm guessing you're bringing it up because we're talking about Pedroia. Oh, no, no, no. It's uh, I was talking about getting good too early. Tiasio Puig. He was on the cover of MLB what? The Show. He came up, and he was like the story of baseball, and that's where we're in this weird spot with Puig that he doesn't get the love he deserved, but that's because we thought he was going to be a generational superstar. Oh, like when we say Jason Dominguez is going to be Mickey Mantle, Mike Trout, and Bo Jackson? Hey, is that what we're doing? You're talking to the right guys, man. What's going on with that? Dude. It's messed up. If anyone doesn't know, they put MLB account put out, and they were like, Jason Jason Dominguez comps. He's like the 36th ranked prospect. He's 17. Never played a minor league baseball he's, game. He's never played a minor league baseball game, and his comps are Mickey Mantle. Who was the other ones? Mike, Mike Trout. Trout. Bo, Bo Jackson. Jackson. Bo Jackson, Bo one J- of the best athletes of all time, Bo Jackson. <laughs> it's it's messed. Dude, it's really messed up. Like yeah. I, I know we're kind of laughing, but I, I would really like to find out who put that graphic together and say, like, hey, you're being incredibly rude right now. Like, hey, stop. let me ask you this. How does that guy, I mean, if you see, go check out his, the tweets and all this stuff that shows like his workouts that he's doing. How does a guy that's that thick run a 6'3", 60? What? The, uh, Maybe he is Bob Jackson. That's Fuck why they it. call him the Martian Trev. All right, I can't. I can't do Martian Tar. John's freaked out by him because of I'm exactly what you too. just said. It doesn't add up. I, so I, really I hate when Yankees have prospects that are this hyped. <laughs> I it's it's nothing but a disaster, and we get calls on talking Yanks all the time. Like we get calls when he was sixteen. There's yeah. like, call back when he's in Double A. Let's talk in twenty twenty three. Like I don't even talk about prospects in rookie ball. He hasn't yeah. played him. Whatever. He turns. It's, it's gonna be. Is he gonna, is he gonna debut ever? Like what's up? Turns it. Dude, turns people eight. are still like calling for him. It's like, hey, maybe Yankees, in fi- if he doesn't come up in the next five years, he's not late. Yankees fans are assholes already. And to tell them that they have a 17-year-old that. that's supposed to be the next best thing. I mean, this this happened to Phil Hughes. Phil Hughes got projected to be Roger Clemens. That's what everyone said about Phil Hughes. They said, is the next Roger Clemens? Is the next Roger Clemens? He pitched a no-hitter in his second game for the Yankees before he got hurt. And it's just, stop. There's one team out there whose front office says, like, if you give me a minor league player comp, to a Hall of Famer, you're kicked out of the room immediately. Just don't do it. So, pisses me off. Love Phil Hughes. Love Love Phil Hughes. We're a big Phil Hughes pod. Everyone loves Phil. uh, It would be funny if that executive room, everyone brought, like, borderline Hall of Famers. (laughs) Todd Helton. Uh, Clement. Um, (laughs) Good news is, Dominguez turns 18 on Sunday. So, basically ready. I just can't imagine. He looks like ready to buy lotto tickets. Emily, son of Gloin. Hey, no, his body doesn't does, make sense, and I'm worried about it. Hey, who does say in the movie, dwarves are natural sprinters, very dangerous over short distances. Yeah, baseball, short distance sprints. 
hey, inside the park home run, basically is end zone, end zone. Jason so don't hit those. Baby, be good because I got your card. I'm trying to sell it. <laughs> You've invested in him. Check out check out Phil's polls. One of Phil's polls. good friends. And they're opening a Canada, a Canadian Phil's polls. So everyone go follow that on Twitter. Late night on Twitter for Jake's polls. No cards. That's your OnlyFans account. That's my OnlyFans. Jake's polls. <laughs> <laughs> That's everything we have. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. We appreciate it. Ken Griffey Jr. was hired by MLB to do something uh, because they're in a fight with uh, the Players Union. They're just trying to steal representatives, and it's kind of part of the nonsense, in my honest opinion. Make the game cool, Ken. But good job by Ken Griffey Jr. You got another ally, MLB. Recruiting. I hope. Recruiting. Like, what are the Players Union going to do? They're going to start recruiting Bud Selig? <laughs> like, Bud Selig now represents the Players Union? I thought about this a lot. Like, what does this mean? And I'm hoping it just means some sort of bipartisanship, but I think it's more of a press tactical move. But, you know, all these guys are like stand-up, like very well-respected people in baseball. Uh, Raul Ubanez has had every role you could ever think of, and now he's in the MLB office. So, like I said, hopefully this leads to some, some you know, Handshakes across the aisle, if you will. I don't think it. I don't think it will. But you know, there's a little bit of hope. Griffey, to me, was awesome, and Good everyone's take. saying Theo. Everyone's saying Theo for the next commissioner. Griffey for next commissioner. Let's have a baseball player up there. Why do we have to have some suit? Theo for G, for um, GM or whatever came up. Or Boris came up with that idea. CEO. CEO. And then the commissioner just handles all the disciplinary disciplinary shit and all the nonsense, and the CEO actually starts to spread love for the game and grow it into new properties and new areas. Clearly should be two different roles. Boris says a lot of stuff that's wacky. This one makes so much sense. Have a CEO in charge of growth and partnering and the future and have a commissioner to regulate all the nonsense and the contracts and the agreements. I mean... Pretty dumb. Like but, it. But asking baseball to do something different is basically like mm. asking me to be taller than 5'7". I just put boots on. Just put boots on, kids. Snow season. GPP polls out. GPP poll is out. Go rank them. Rank them.